smell it all right so she's back she's back she's back she's back she's back back my mama i heard so much positive feedback about you mom um people saying how informative you are how supportive you are and i must say thank you thank you thank you for coming onto the show again to break down bv again my mom name is tracy she is a nurse practitioner say hi mom to the ladies again. hi 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 everyone happy to be here thank you oh Bring, thank you yeah keep the questions coming dude. please keep the questions coming she's loving it she's loving the feedback back um so today we are talking about bv bacteria vaginosis and mom this is something that is really something that was talked about a lot to me this is something like the fishy odor, the this, the that. It, and it was like, but not an STD though, but just like how to keep yourself maintained. That was a lot of things that was brought up. And when I was finding out more about what uh, the uh, bacterial vaginosis is, I was basically finding out that this is like the woman's disease. Absolutely. So bacterial vaginosis is a... Um Definitely, it is an imbalance of your hormones. So it is an imbalance where you have good flora, bad flora, and one begin to take over the other. So it's very important to A, realize that it is not an STI or STD, um, you know, old school STD. So I just want to make sure that that's clear. I really connected that with an STD because the reason why, Mom, because... When you have to go and take a pill or something like that and it's going on in your hoo-ha area, that makes me completely think something is wrong. The only thing that I know of that is not something that is wrong is like yeast infections that I learned that are hormonal upon being pregnant because I didn't have one before I was pregnant. Um, I also learned about UTIs after um, urinary tract infection. Urinary tract, sure. Yes. Okay. So yeah. So even um, there's a website that I want you young ladies to definitely um, keep in your. Um, in the, actually, there's an app. It's called the STD app, and that's an app I go to when I'm prescribing. There's an app that I go over when I'm talking to young ladies about BV. So I want you to know that it is classified. Even the CDC has it classified under STD. So there is a bit of confusion. You will have confusion with your providers. Providers will kind of lump that together with an STI, STD. This is why but, it's important to find your own when you're going to find a provider. So, but yeah, you need My to, mother dedicates herself to understanding, really, the woman's whole uterus. Like, she's all about... We talked about womb matrix on an earlier segment, Mom, but you're just really all about that because of that early detection. And I know because I lost my grandma and your mom... Um, to cervical cancer. To cervical yes. cancer. So, yes, it's very important to me. It is my biggest, um, you know, I'm always talking about it. So, you know, it's very, very close to me. So, may my mom rest in peace. But 
I love my black brothers and sisters. My black brothers and sisters. The risk is of this imbalance is definitely food. There, uh, food. Food. Some foods will cause an imbalance of your hormones. If particularly, um, what foods I don't know right today, but Google that up. Look for foods, different foods, and BB. The other thing is dushing. Dushing will always throw off your flora. Now, I'm a sister who loves vinegar and water because I, I think that that's a nice, good What's recipe. the ratio? Is it like half-half, one to three, one well, to two? Well, half and half is good. Okay, uh, because then you, get that, you have that Bragg's. That's that serious vinegar. Yeah, but you can you, you have to kind of play with things and try to get your own, you know, Go, light. go yeah. light first, ladies, for you had that day. But 50-50 is not it's not bad. It depends on, you know, if, you've been, if you're a type of girl that kind of sweats a lot. It depends, Dominique. I think it's very personal. You have to figure out what yeah. works for you. If you're a sister who sweat a lot and who really need that, or a sister who's a little bit heavier, mm. who needs to get that coverage, then you might want to up your, your vinegar versus your, you know, your ratio. Okay, so bit. just because when, when, they're, when they're of a, a larger size, bacteria vaginosis, is that like the breeding ground for it? Um, when obesity does play a risk now, let me just tell you this. There is no strong data today that can tell us what causes bacteria vaginosis. So we still don't know the cause. We do not know the cause. But it's a black women left and right sideways with the one with this. Well, black women in general likes to keep in contact with their body. I mean, they're just like, if something just, you know, they got a discharge and it just wasn't there before the cycle or after the cycle, they're in there. They're in the office trying to figure out what's going on. That's good. So, yeah. So, I mean, black and brown is my focus. And so we're just talking about black people and brown people today. So you said you see that BV happens when you are dishing or when you are have different things in your diet. What's some other things? So um, unprotective sex, um, uh, increase. Or what do so you how is it unprotected sex if it's a woman's disease? So if I if I'm having sex with this guy, I'm not having sex with the lady. So how? Okay, am I so let's back up because okay. you just jumped. So bacteria vaginosis is typically not found on a guy. It usually is a vagina. So my sisters who are lesbians, they can, because my lesbian sister has a vagina, that means that you're at higher risk of BV. Typically, they might just get BV back and forth between them. Yeah, they can stuff. play it. Yeah, can tag you it. Yeah, today, you know, so that's why we always suggest that if you are a lesbian, please come in, bring your partner in to be treated. Now, if you are a heterosexual, meaning... Male, female. Mom, we got the heterosexual part. Okay, so <laughs> the meaning male, female, female. <laughs> typically, the guy does not need to be treated for BV. There is not, we do not, and I'm not going to say typically. Would you say pregnancy no will treatment. cause BV as well? Be, yeah, pregnancy, definitely. Pregnancy will put you at risk. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, let me just make this clear. I just want to say one thing. The vagina really takes care of itself. It is a clean, uh, it will cleanse itself when need be. One of the things that I wanted to talk to you about was treatment. Now, I know you say vagina takes care of itself, but when it, it relates to treatment, 
you know, I know that there's some things maybe we, we, I know we talked about yogurt and stuff like that as things to just kind of put that pH balance back in place. But is there, are there some things that are more um, over the counter or like more Western or, or what, I, what's the hard, we'll get to the so hard stuff, but what's go. the stuff I mean, before so that point? stuff over the counter that's typically is just going to buy you some time to get to a provider. Okay. And then there's provider treatment that should knock it out. Um, so we have. And we learned last week we only have. 15 minutes with our provider. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. So, you know, you got to really come prepared. You know, if you don't know, if you, you know, you tend to forget when you get in there, write things down. It's okay. Well, you know, I've seen it happen. People come in and say, I got questions. I can't remember anything. So, usually if I just, you know, don't do anything, uh, you know, talk to them, the questions will come back. But here, here you go. The treatment is flagile. You're going to take flagile twice a day for seven days the thing to remember is that flagyl you cannot drink with it oh i hated that when yeah. i had utis and i had to take that stuff it'll be like on the worst weekends mm-hmm. if you went to siu i promise you one player's ball i had to miss out on drinking yeah because so you of can't a UTI. drink you can't drink with that and most people are like uh, i got some older african-american women who's like well i need to drink well what else can i do so then there are creams that you can now I, oh. personally i don't like creams because they get a little messy and i don't want to be dealing with the messy and it's easier for me you know a person to take a pill but if you are a lady who have a plan scheduled um, and you, like you said, you're going to be engaging in alcohol. There are, um, creams. I'm very disappointed. Again, mom, the big thing about the providers versus a nurse practitioner, my provider never even gave me a suggestion to any other thing. I've even said, oh man, this means I can't drink. And they did not give me another option, nor did I feel confident enough to ask if there was another one, because that was all I knew was the pills. Yeah. Again, make sure that you find a provider that gives you options. Yeah. That should be a part of it. Like there's not, it seems like there's not one way to do things. And then you have to be able to, you know, providers understand. We understand lingo. We understand, um, you know, different slangs or different situations. You just can't just be like, well, they ain't going to understand me. I ain't going to even go there with them. Tell them they want to know. They want to be able to treat you as best as they can because they know that, you know, that you potentially can, um, in fact, another group of segment of people that there are pockets where we're seeing like increased chlamydia and gonorrhea, particularly on the south side of Chicago. I just told someone that some in Lake County. Mm-hmm. So those that live up in Waukegan, you know, I'm always I use uh, chlamydia and gonorrhea as part of my screening for my annual blood work. And, um, you know, yeah, a lot of them are surprised when they come back positive. But once I talk to them and tell them, hey, yeah, you know, it's the treatment. And then um, we treat their partners and then we recheck again in about 30 days to make sure that it is all clear. Um, So it's just, again, it's a relationship. Understand that. Now, I definitely know you said you were still undecided on the, the cause of this. But what are some signs? I mean, like, of course, my title is BB. I can smell it. Because the sign usually is the smell. But are there other things that ladies so can look you, for? Usually it is copious, moderate to copious, meaning moderate to a heavy type of drainage. It's uh, So it's the panties going to look a little cakey, yeah. a little battery. 
um, it's usually a thin film. Like when I do a pelvic exam, I can usually, I'm usually good at, at noticing um, the different, the characteristics of the um, discharge. But mom, also, I also, think ladies should look at their own panties, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. They I do. Okay, because I sniff real. my panties every day when and I take so, it off. And then another thing too Good, bad, is, or ugly. It's, it's getting sniffed. Oh, yeah, okay. And another thing is the, well, they call it the whiff test. Okay. <laughs> yeah, people will, um, some providers will take a whiff of it, or others will know just because it's got that characteristic fishy odor. So you're going to have that fishy odor with a discharge that you have not seen or noticed. Would it be another color? Um, it's usually white to like a slight grayish color. White gray? Yeah. And I mean, it's something that you, I can only, you know, I can only describe it that way because when I'm doing a, a pelvic exam, I see the full picture. And so, I, uh, character, uh, you know, when you, when it is a discharge that's in your underwear, it's typically, it could be, uh, you know, more like a spoonful. Okay. And um, you know it because it smells just like it's got that fishy odor. Okay. okay. That's so what the I smell would is the key is the key yeah. thing. So I'm I'm I gotta bring this back because men are off the hook for this. Yes, they are. And so um so BB, what about if they what if they giving you oral and you have BB? What does that mean? I think that, and I say think because I have never treated any male or female with oral bv okay and so i want to say that again it's if you have a vagina that's where the risk lies skating rings chico sticks being told by your parents that you ain't getting shit nostalgia I want to take you back to a moment. It's June, about June 15th, school is out. It's summertime. It's summertime of you just finished fourth grade, you're going into fifth grade, ladies, and you don't go into the summer without your what? Double Dutch robe. Yes, this week on Nostalgia, we're talking about that double Dutch robe, baby. Please do not act like you don't know where you're supposed to go to get it. Yes, you go to your local hardware store. You go get that clothing line, not that little cloth one. You know the one with that hard plastic covering around it. And you know the only color we get is white. I think one time I saw black, which is ultimately ridiculous. You know you got to have white. You get that white one. You untie it. You know it's hard and stiff as shit. I don't know why it's always so hard and stiff as fuck, but you got to work it. You got to untie that motherfucker. You find the two ends. You line it up. You put that knot in it. You get your best friend to hold that knot as you are pulling both of those strings tight because you can't have no one side tighter than the other or lopsided ass double dutch rope. Once you make it all the way to the end of that loop, you stretch it out. You make sure it's perfect. You knot that in. And it's on. It is on. What do you mean? You are ready to go. Grab them, sis. Grab them. You know what I'm talking about. You see them looking like little zombies staring at that iPhone, staring at that Android, staring at that tablet, even the little three-year-old staring at the tablet. Grab them. Get their little butts up. Get her. Get your daughter, get your niece, your neighbor, your little baby cousin, whoever she is to you. You know what? Whoever he is to you, grab your nephew, sis. If that's if he want to play double dutch, who cares? 
have some fun with the kids. Get that double dutch rope. Get out there. Show them how you had to hold your titties. Show them how you had to duck turn. Show them how you have to jump in. Show them how you're supposed to start off with this leg, then the other leg. Show them the tricks we used to do. Teach them some of those pop-ups. Those around the ways. Baby, I used to know all of that stuff. Mambo's one, pop-ups two, all around three on my... Teach them something. Go have some fun. This segment of Nostalgia on Crock-Pot Pussy Podcast was all about the double dutch rope. I actually want to give a shout out to the comedian Corey B. Out there in Las Vegas living it up with Monique who actually gave me this idea. Double dutch rope. It is what it is. It is a moment that makes us smile. So many memories. Let's give some of those memories to our kids. Tune in next week on Nostalgia as I'll be bringing some more things that we missed from back in the day. Hey ladies, it's time for the three H's, the head, the home, and the heart. And we have to make sure that we are checking it. And the me is you. What have you done for yourself, ladies? Let's talk. Pull up a chair, sus. I need you to come a little closer, a little closer, a little closer today. I'm going to talk about something that affects not only your head, not only your home, but definitely plays on your heart. Your babies. Let's talk about these standardized assessments that our children are taking. If you have a baby anywhere between the age of 5 and 18, your baby is subdued to standardized assessments and we need to embrace it. It is a wonderful tool to make sure that we know where our babies lay. But there is a certain level of preparation that must come in. So today on Crockpot Pussy Podcast, you have me as your instructor and guide to all the parents. Uh, 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 uh. To help your baby get better scores. Come sit with me. All right. I don't know if you know my history. I'm just an award-winning educator who decided to retire. No, really, I'm actually a phenomenal educator. Um, You can ask any of my students. You can ask any of my parents. This is definitely something that I brag about because I know it was a gift from God. I'm just getting serious for just a second to let you know that I am the resident expert in making sure that you are doing a little bit more to help your scholar achieve higher scores. So with that being said, let's have a little fun with it. First, we need to educate ourselves. Our students have these assessments that are focused in two domains mostly. Math and reading, of course. There are certain grade levels that science is definitely used as a tool to measure your child's competency. These standardized assessments that the states are giving are timed. Yes, your baby cannot spend all day answering those questions. They're looking for fluency, the ability to answer it the correct way and efficiently. They're not going to wait on Shaniqua to do... 90 times 100 with with tally marks. They're not going to wait on her to do that. She's going to have to know strategies already put in place, hopefully with the help of you and her teacher, that she can be able to answer that, that question within a minute and a half, two minutes max. Yes, each question deserves a little bit of time. You have these assessments are long. They're like a hour to two hours in the day of social media. That's a lot of attention our students have to have with focused energy. 
So we have to make sure that we are conditioning them for this. So giving them opportunities and moments to be focused on something for longer periods of times helps their brain start to get that muscle memory of staying focused on something for long periods of time. Because, baby, I taught third grade. And if they got up one more time talking about they had to go to the bathroom, we know we went to the bathroom before we started this test. But that's just a coping mechanism because they do not know how to stay sustainably focused on one thing for that long. So they do that to give themselves a mental break because they are exhausted. Let's help your scholar not be exhausted. As parents living in a digital age, we have a responsibility to be more creative. We cannot do it like how our parents did it, which was made a clear space at the table for you to sit your butt down and do your work because what did they do? They already passed. So they waiting on you to pass. So they just used to clear off a table. But look at our kids today. They are walking around with iPhones and digital this and digital who's and digital eyes. I can't even keep up. So we have to do it a little bit different. We can't just do the cleared off table. We have to do it a little bit different. Just like back in the day, they didn't know what sex the child was going to be. Now we got all type of football, gender reveals, water gun, gender reveals, busting balloon, gender reveals. Y'all getting creative. So let's get creative for our babies when they are learning and acquiring new information. We have to be mindful that we are dealing with kids that are in a digital age. It is not their fault. There's going to be a tool that's going to support them, but we have to be creative in our support in supporting this new breed of student. So I have some tips. Get you a piece of paper. No, I'm just joking. It's not that deep. <laughs> but I have some tips for you for reading first, because that's where I want to focus on. There's so many creative ways that you can definitely get prepared for standardized assessments. But even before that, hint, hint, just these are just great tools to do throughout the year so that you don't be having your so that you don't have to have your back against the wall for your child to be successful. What you can do is go straight online and get common core sample assessments, park sample assessments, ACT, SAT, sample assessments, print them out. It is important for you as a parent to know what your child is looking at and it has to answer. You have to know that because I know I get tired of having the parents coming up in my classroom acting like they don't know that Johnny got a reading problem. Baby, you know if Johnny is reading it word by word like that, he Damn show sure ain't understanding what he's saying. And if he's not understanding, then he does have, then he has comprehension. And now I have to make sure that I do a very specific plan for Johnny to make sure that he attains goals that are measurable, that the parent can watch. But you know, you have to know by looking. We have to be active in our kids' learning and what they know for us to be able to elevate them and push them to the next level. Get involved. I'm not going to tell you again, Ma. Get involved. You have to know what it looks like. So like I said, go get some practice assessments. Print them out. Read them. Read them with them. Get creative if you have those little ones that's having those little issues with those comprehensions. I used to love acting out stories with my son. You'll print it out. We'll act it out. Oh, it's the three little bears. 
All right, you're going to be Goldilocks going from place to place, and I'm going to be the different bears. Now he want to argue with me about he want to be the bears. And we just had little fun moments back and forth, and we would act out the story. And if he had an issue with an event, pushing one event in front of the other, I'll say, oh, that's a little bit of issues with sequencing. You're not understanding the order. Did that happen first? And that was a fun way for me to check my son's comprehension. The same goes for older students. Pull out some crayons. You do a nonfiction, use that paper bag from that grocery store and draw a timeline. Draw that person doing that speech. Draw the communications that you learned that elephants do. Whatever that nonfiction was and or just literature, uh, fantasy literature was, draw it out. You can get creative. I know we are in the hustle and bustle of things moving really quick, but a lot of us have our kids in the car for about 15 minutes. If you have your child in the car for about 15 to 20 minutes getting them to and from school or to and from a bus stop or sitting and waiting in the car at a bus stop, you can play an audible book on your phone and allow them to listen to it and engage. And you guys could talk about the different things that you're hearing from that audio book. It's not every day. Some mornings we do need Cardi B. Some mornings I am going to play City Girls. Sometimes I do just want to play Motown. But sometimes it's okay to just play a book and just have that person be a storyteller to you and your kids. And then pause it and ask a simple question. What you think is going to happen next? Build that discussion. The problem is we're not having fun with the learning. Get your child engaged. All right, as it comes with math, math is not like it used to be. It will not be nine times five, and your child has to make sure that they put nine groups of five or five groups of nine. This day and age, there will be word problems where they will have to know that that is even multiplication because they will say, if Johnny had nine baskets with five apples in each basket, how many baskets did Johnny have in all? Your child got to know that that is not nine plus five. Your child's going to have to have some comprehension to know that that is, in fact, a multiplication word problem. Do me a favor. Check out this word problem that I came up with. Shanice wants to put her 30 barrettes into equal groups. Which group would not be equal? If your baby does not understand that that just asks which one would not be equal, they have an issue with comprehension so they would really have to go through each one of them to find the one that is the not a would say six equal groups of five b would say three equal groups of ten c would say two equal groups of fifteen and then d would say three equal groups of seven it is your scholar's responsibility to understand one that that said which one is not and two, know how to solve each one of these to be able to say which one was not 30. Six equal groups of five, of course, is 30. Three equal groups of 10, of course, is 30. Two equal groups of 15, also 30. But three equal groups of seven, you got to 21. So with that being said, that is the one that is not. But if your child does not have comprehension, he would have looked saw 30 and would have been like, oh, six equal groups of five. A, no need to even read it. B, C, D. This is why it is so important to sit with your child and talk these things through. Yes, us teachers are doing it, but we need you to get into it. These are the tips and the tricks to help you 
really push those standardized assessments this year. No more basics. We're all about that advance. Climb higher, do more, achieve more. This is me signing out of Head, Home, and Heart. Black Facts. You know what time it is. It is time for our Black Facts. Facts are facts. Facts are facts. Yeah. exchange. Girl, you know better to be black using hotel lotion. <laughs> And you know what time it is. It is time to talk black businesses, black products, and black ideals. Let's bring in, ladies, what we want to talk about. I hope you want to talk about vaginas today. Yes, we had a very entertaining segment on vagina health, but I am bringing it to black facts. We need to know more about this vagina. Well, we definitely know it has a whole lot of names, limited but not including passion flower, pink pearl, yaya, Fish Taco, Crotch Mackerel, Cod Canal, Fish Factory, Fuzzy Lap Flounder, Tuna Town, Penis Penitentiary, Cum Pocket, Yoni, Warehouse of Warmth, Warm Slurpee, The V-Fang, Apple Pie, Yum Yum, Cho Cha, Private, and my personal favorite, Pussy! One thing you better know about the vagina is that all vaginas look the same. Don't don't tap your friend and, and, and say, bitch, I know my pussy don't look like yours. Your vagina does because what you didn't know is your vulva that is the external part of our pussy that we call the vagina. It's actually the vagina is only the internal part. And that's why you need to pull up a chair, sit back and listen to the top 10 fun facts about the pussy. Get into it. Did you know that the largest vagina in history belonged to Anna Swine? This chick was 7 feet, 5 inches tall and weighed 350 pounds and had the nerves to give birth to a 23-pound baby with a 19-inch head. Damn, that's a lot of pussy. Just like your house has its own smell. Did you know that each vagina has its own smell? And the smell depends on a variety of factors, including a combination of your normal bacteria that live in the vagina, your diet, even the type of fabric that you wear. Of course, it deals with your level of hygiene and how much you sweat and your gland secretions. And you know what? Some people's house is just clean, but still got that little smell to it. Get it together, ladies. Did you know that hair around the vagina area only grows for three weeks? However, the hair on a person's head, it can grow up for seven years. I need to check the facts because I think this shit might be backwards for me. Did you know that the first inch or two of the vagina has the most nerve endings and the best pleasure receptive? Yes. Don't let that nigga put the tip in. That's a motherfucking epic trip. You put that tip in, we getting all the sensation, all the feeling, and it really doesn't heighten after that. No more tips. No more tips. No more tips. Did you know in some cultures, a woman's clitoris is cut off and the labia is removed and the vagina is shown shut with the exception of a tiny hole to allow for discharge. 
widely condemned practice, but it is done because it is believed that it will make a woman more marriageable by both decreasing sexual desire and to ensure virginity. I'm not sure where my heritage roots came from, but I am sure if I came from that part of the motherland, it's safe to say they would condemn my ass straight here to America. So hello, America. All right, you need to go tell that nigga to go ahead and diddy bop his mouth around this new flavor of Ciroc. The flavor is called vagina because did you know that the pH balance of the vagina is around four, which is the same pH as wine? Tell him, drink up. Did you know that inside of the vagina is a series of ridges produced by folds of the vagina called the vaginal rouge? They allow the vagina to extend and stretch. Is uh, anybody else happy to know that we have a slinky for a pussy? Come through, slinky. Having a pussy is the best and slightly the worst part of being a female. But did you know that approximately one in 5,000 female babies are born without vaginas? It's known as vaginal agenis, a condition that is sometimes recognized at birth, but most of the time isn't diagnosed to puberty. Sucks to be you. No, really sucks. Like sucks to be you. It, it sucks to be you. Yeah. All right. Did you know that vaginas like breast, knees, and your ass can get saggy? Pregnancy, childbirth, age, hormonal change, genetics, and years of gravity can weaken the support of that pussy, which causes the tract sagging. There are several ways to keep that genital tract intact. You ready for, my, for this, my cry pop pussiers? Those kegels? Maintaining a normal weight. Avoiding constipation, and it says something about not smoking. I, I don't know. I just got to go check the references because I'm really curious as to if weed counts. I don't know. I'll get back to you. And the number one black vagina slash pussy slash penis penitentiary fact that you need to know that might I say lets us know that we are at the top of the food chain is this. While vaginal discharge can help lubricate the vagina, it is different from vaginal lubrication produced during sex. The lube comes from a special pea-sized ducts called the Bartholin glands, which are located around the vaginal opening. Now, what this that puts us to the top of the food chain is this fact right here. Vaginal discharge does not contain any waste products, none, not a piece, not an ounce. It is so healthy. It mostly contains salt water, mucus, and just cells. So here it is. You have your black facts for the day. Make sure that motherfucker eats it. Make sure they eat it well. Facts are facts. The more you know, the more you care, and then you can share. Tell a friend to tell a friend about Crockpot Pussy Podcast. Let's discover more together. Signing out on this segment of Black Facts. Talk to you soon. Bye, ladies.